Good morning. Good morning, everyone. To God be the glory, great things he has done, will do, and continues to do. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is July 22nd, the year of our Lord, 2023. Means we are going to be doing the 31 day challenge. Psalms 22 and Proverbs 22. To God be the glory. Just wait for the family to come in. Started a little late this morning. But to God be the glory. Late, better late than never. Never. It shouldn't even say it's late because you never know. Maybe God attended for me to come on a little later this morning than usual. Amen. So good morning over here. Um, Amir Ali just followed you. I was just listening to one of those old hymns from back in the day. Come on in the room. It's actually like a like a story, a testimony. And it just reminds you that when you truly need healing, you need him to do it. Yes, God does provide for us to have um, doctors and nurses and, and medication. But those are resources. Don't ever forget that everything comes from the source. And he's the source of anything that's good. And nothing good comes from anybody else but him. A lot of times we can get caught up in, in our everyday lives. It throw us off. But we also have to remember, it's him. It's the Lord that does it for us. Do it for me. Hallelujah. So we just have to remember that. Yes. We know that we have our various trials and tribulations and troubles. But we can always count on Him. But we can count on no one else. Um, like the old thing, the old thing that I used to see on a lot of old women's walls about the footprints. Um, when you saw that there was two sets of footprints for most of your life, but there was only one set of footprints through the rough times, and then you come and look, and you say, "Lord, why were you not here for me when I really need you?" When you look at the time, one footprints was there. And Lord can come to you and tell you the truth that hey, that when you were going through your hardest times, the only the reason why you only saw one set of footprints is because I was carrying you at the time. So that's something we can always remember that a lot of times when we're going through hard times, the Lord is going to carry us through. I see Brother Blake has joined me over here on stereo. Over here on Wisdom, we have um, Zen Master, Real Conversations, and Amir Ali. To God be the glory. Just doing, I'm getting ready to start the morning devotional in a few minutes. Just waiting for more of the family to join in. Amen. 
Alright. Um, then Brother Blake up your own stereo to God be the glory. Good morning. How are you this morning? God bless you. Thank you. I didn't want to come up with now. I just want to listen in. No problem. I'll let you back down. No problem. There you go. I'll let you back down. All right. So, again, if you wait for the rest of the family to join in, just give God the glory, the praise time. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You are worthy to be praised. Mm. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to your name. Yes, Lord. We give you all the glory and all of the praise, O Lord. We just thank you for being who you are. We thank you for being the creator of all things, O oh Lord. We thank you for being, O oh Lord, our shepherd. We thank you for being our father. We thank you for being our king. We thank you for being our doctor. We thank you for being our nurse. We thank you for being our healer. We thank you for being our banner. We thank you for being our general. We thank you for being all things, O oh Lord. For your name is great and worthy be to be praised. And so worthy we can't. That's the reason why, oh Lord, that we have some of the names that you, we can call you, oh Lord. We can call you Jehovah, uh, Yahweh Nisi. We can call you uh, Yahweh um, Raphael. We call you uh, Yahweh, oh Lord, um, Sitkanu. For you are so many things, oh Lord. And for all these things, you are worthy. And I mean, you are worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Got a message here from Brother Blake. Hey, Brother Moss. Hey, guess what? I joined Wisdom. Yeah, I heard that from Ambassador uh, on on the show yesterday that you had joined Wisdom. Amen. To God be the glory. Talking about Wisdom, we got four over there right now. We got Shara Kendrick, Zen Master, Real Conversations, and Amir Ali. To God be the glory. All right. So without further ado, let us go on and start the um, 31 day, I'm sorry, start the um, morning devotional. We're going to start at John chapter 3, and we'll start at the first verse, as we understand why we're, the whole purpose of why we're here and why we were saved. And why we need to be saved. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to a rabbi, We know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? He enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born. Now see, 
Nicodemus was thinking about this on the earth realm. He wasn't thinking about the spiritual point of view that Jesus was trying to give him to understand. Oh, I ain't meant to do that, Brother Blake. Sorry. Um, so Jesus is playing to him. Jesus answered, Most assured, I say to you, unless one is born of water in the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. So Jesus is here trying to give him a spiritual truth. Nicodemus still didn't get it. For the next thing you know, Nicodemus said, Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? Most assuredly I say to you, We speak what we know and we testify what we have seen, and you do not receive our witness. If I have told you earthly things you do not believe, how do you believe I tell you heavenly things? No one has ascended to heaven, but he who came down from heaven, that is, the Son of Man who is in heaven. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God not sent his son to the world to condemn the world, but uh, the world through him might be saved. So we lift Jesus up this morning. We lift Jesus up. Everybody help us lift Jesus up to the glory of God for the hope and salvation of your children, your nieces, your nephews, your grandchildren, neighbors' children, children at the church, children at the school, children at the daycare, children in the park, children across the street, across the city, across the state, across the country, across the world for the hope and salvation of the next generation. Amen, amen. So let us go to Psalms 23, where we recognize Jesus as our Lord. Let's see, we have eight over here on Wisdom now. We got Joshua Allen, um, just followed you, Brother Prater, Daniel Speller, Chuck, uh, Shana Ken Shara Kendrick, then Master Real Conversations. And last but not least, Amir Ali. Over here on, on Wisdom Rolling, I'm um, on Stereo Rolling so long. Um, Brother Blake was with me for a little bit. I'm assuming he'll come back and probably have to go take care of something. So let's get into Psalms 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yet though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And we can all together say amen, amen, and amen. Hey, Brother Moss. Hey, could you please follow me on wisdom? As soon as I find you, I follow you. Amen. Um, good morning, Mary Kay and Mr. Two Extra for joining us. Um, we're about to head into our last part of our morning devotional. Let's head to Matthew chapter 6. I see Darling Anderson has also joined. To God be the glory. So we're going to start at verse 8. Actually, we start at verse 7. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do. For they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them. For your father knows the things you have need of before you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. And you repeat after me. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. And let us all together say, Amen. And actually, let's read verses 14 and 15. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you have not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. This is talking about sin. So, if you expect to be forgiven from the Father for sinning against Him, you need to forgive others for the sins that they did against you. It's kingdom principles here. Amen. Alright, so let us head on into the 31 day challenge now. Since today is July the 22nd, the year of our Lord 2023, we will be reading Psalms 22 and Proverbs 22. To God be the glory. Um, rolling solo still on stereo again for a little bit. Hopefully, um, some of the family comes over, come over and join us. But here on Wisdom, we got um, Mr. Two Extra, Darlene Anderson, Mary Kay, Zen Master, Joshua Allen, Brother Prater, uh, Daniel Speller, Chuck, Shara Kendrick, Real Conversations. And Amir Ali, to God be the glory. And we just had Jai join us, to God be the glory. So, Psalms 22. It's subtitled, The Suffering, Praise, and Posterity of the Messiah. To the chief musician, sent to the deer of the dawn, the Psalm of David. And it begins... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? And from the words of my groaning, 
Oh my God, I cry out in the daytime, but you're not here. In the night season, I'm not silent. But you are wholly enthroned in the praises of Israel. Our fathers trusted in you. They trusted and you delivered them. They cried to you and were delivered. They trusted in you and were not ashamed. But I am a worm and no man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All those who see me ridicule me. They shoot out the lip. They shake the head, saying, He trusted in the Lord. Let him rescue him. Let him deliver him, since he delights in him. But you are he who took me out of the womb. You made me trust while on my mother's breast. I was cast from you from birth from my mother's womb. You have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, for there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They gape at me with their mouths like raging and roaring lions. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax, it has melted within me. My strength is dried up like a pot shirt, and my tongue clings to my jaws. You have brought me to the dust of death, for dogs have surrounded me. The congregation of the wicked has enclosed me. They pierce my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look and stare at me. They divide my garments among them. For my clothing, they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far from me. Of my strength, hasten to help me. Deliver me from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the lion's mouth and from the horns. Of the wild ox. You have answered me. I will declare your name. To my brethren. In the midst of the assembly. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord praise him. All you descendants of Jacob. Glorify him. And fear him. All you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised. Nor abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. Nor has he hid his face. From him. But when he cried to him. He heard. My praise shall be to of you in the great assembly. I will pay my vows before those who fear him. The poor shall eat and be satisfied. Those who seek him will praise the Lord. Let your heart live forever. All the ends of the world shall remember and turn to the Lord. All the families of the nations shall worship before you. For the kingdom is of the Lord. And he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth shall eat and worship. All those who go down to the dust shall bow before him, even he who cannot keep himself alive. A posterity shall serve him. It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born. That he has done this. This being the 31 verses of Psalms 22. I hope that all were blessed by the reading of the word. Um, over here on stereo, I see um, cool assist, and um, Ambassador Chris has joined us. To God be the glory. We got fourteen over here on wisdom. Um, Tiffany Rose just followed you. Chuck, salty coffee, Zen Master, Jai, Mister Two Extra, Darlene Anderson, Mary Kay, Joshua Allen, Brother Prayer, Daniel Speller, Shara Kendrick, Real Conversations, and Amir Ali. I have one message over here on stereo from um, Ambassador Chris. Grand Rising. 
Raz, that Raz and Brother Jad. Thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Now I'm going to shut up and pay attention. All right, all right, because you don't know. All right, to God be the glory. Yeah, thank, thank you, God, for Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. And this is actually what this this Psalms is talking about. It's actually talking about Jesus. Um, I guess God had gave David a vision of what was going to happen to his offspring. The one who would be the Messiah. And, and I guess this is what God gave him and that he put down and that was written here. This is a prophecy of what Jesus had to go through from the Garden of Gethsemane on to him hanging on the cross. So you see it starts off with saying, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from helping me? Well, we know that Jesus almost always had perfect communion with the Father, except for one period of time. It was in the Garden of Gethsemane, after, right after they'd had the Lord's Supper, that the Father laid all the sins of mankind onto Jesus Christ. So at that point, while Jesus did not see himself, he had the sins of all of humanity, past, present, and future, on him. And because God is a righteous God, he cannot even look at sin. So he had to step away from his only begotten son because at that moment he was being the scapegoat. If you know anything about the old law that when on the day of atonement that they would lay the sins of all the Israel on the scapegoat. All the sins they had for that year. And send the scapegoat out from the camp so that the sins would be removed from Israel. At this point Jesus was, was being that scapegoat. And as we see, even God couldn't look at him. And we see that the people had already rejected him. But he knew that his father was always holy. And that his father, and that, that everybody could trust in him. But he knew what he was going through was something horrible. That he was experiencing reproach. And being despised by people. Because Jesus always said he trusted in his father. Think about times that you've been going that you've gone through things. But you said you decided to trust in the Lord. The people in the world didn't know better. They mocked you. They made fun of you. They mocked you because you said you trusted the Lord. But you were still suffering. So they didn't understand it. But just let it be known that though you might suffer, you can always trust in him. Because anything that he does is perfect. And there's a perfect reason for it. And we see that it was then said, but you are he who took me out of the womb. So he asked for him not to be far from him because he knew trouble was near. He knew that the time had come for him to be given up. And in 12, we can even see that. He talked about the many bulls that surrounded him. I mean, we know 
this is talking about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And that they gaped at him with their mouths like a raging and were online. And then in 14, you can see it talked to him, talk about him as being on the cross. When he said he was poured out like water, it was said that when they hit hit his his side with the spear, that water flowed out of his side. And that, you know, the fact that crucifying somebody does pick, break your bones and puts them out of joint. And his heart had melted like wax because he was under such severe torture that nobody could even possibly think about how horrible that torture was to be on the cross. And that his strength had dried up. He was like Samson when he cut off his hair. He didn't have the power anymore. All he could do was just be there. And his tongue was clinging to his jaw because he was thirsty on the cross. That he was brought to the dust of death. And then he talked about how the congregation of the wicked surrounded him. And then he even prophesied on how they would cast lots for his garments. For the Bible said that exactly what they did. This, this is a prophecy. It is showing you what Jesus went through. But he still asked the Lord not to be far from him. And to deliver him from the power of those who don't care for what the Lord says. But he because he knows that the Lord will answer him. And that even through all of this, he will still declare his name to his brethren. And he can still implore the faithful to praise him. Because Jesus, out of all people, knew that he has never despised or abhorred the afflicted. So the poor he always has looked out for. That even though it seems like nothing had changed, but things do change. We can't see it all the time because we're looking in the physical. But spiritually, when God says he has you, he has you. Yes, we might experience suffering on this earth. Yes, we're going to experience death on this earth. But oh, there's a better place for us. And this is Jesus looking towards that better place. When he says, my praise should be of you in the greatest spirit and this great assembly. It says the poor should eat and be satisfied. Mm. To God be the glory. And then you look as you look at 20, 28, 27, 28. It just talks about how all the earth, ends of the earth should remember him. For the kingdom is the Lord's and he rules over the nations. Just a reminder of who God is. And it says all the prosperous the earth shall eat and worship. And all those who go down to the dust, and that's us, shall bow before him. Even he who cannot keep himself alive. I think this is actually referring to, um, you know, it says, um, every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. Well, that means everyone. And that includes even those who didn't decide to worship him. And will unfortunately be going to another place and not heaven. But 30 and 31 talks about the ones who do. It says, our posterity shall serve him. 
It will be recounted of the Lord to the next generation, which is what we all hear about. We're about trying to get this next generation to hear the voice of the Lord. They will come and declare his righteousness to a people who will be born, that he has done this. I got two messages from Pool and the Sis. They've got over here on stereo, to God be the glory. want to sing this song. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you that I love you more than anything. Mm. So when you go out there and you show the world Jesus' love by being a reflection of his light that brings others to him. That's the true love that you show Jesus. So just say it with me. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. More than anything, more than anything, hallelujah, love you more than anything, Lord. Nothing the world can say or do can, can make me turn away from that, hallelujah. Well, is there anything else that anybody wants to say about Psalms 22? 
The floor is still open for a second for you to make a remark on it. Otherwise, we can start turning towards the second part of um, our morning devotional today, which will be um, Proverbs 22. I see Brother Blake is back. To God be the glory. Yes, Psalms 22 was a lovely, 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 lovely. All right, let's see what Brother Blake's saying here. Hey, Brother Morris. Hey, can I come up to the panel? I do want to come up to the panel now. Um, you do or you don't, I'm confused. Oh, I was asking. Good morning, Black Casper over here on Stereo. Along with Ambassador Chris, um, Brother Blake, Cool of Sis. Over here on Wisdom, we got 15. T. Drake, Zen Master. Salty Coffee, Tiffany Rose, Chuck, Jai, Mr. Two Extra, Darling Anderson, Mary Kay, Joshua Allen, Brother Plate Prater, Daniel Speller, Shara Kendrick, Real Conversations, and Amir Ali. With that being said, let's head on into Proverbs 22. We'll just get right into it. A good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. Love and favor, rather than silver and gold. The rich and the poor have this in common. The Lord is the maker of them all. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. By humility and the fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. Thorns and snares are the in the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. The rich rules over the poor, and the borrower is servant to the lender. He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fail. He who has a generous eye will be blessed, for he gives of his bread to the poor. Cast out the scoffer, and the contentions will leave. And yes, strife and reproach will cease. He who loves purity of heart has grace on his lips. The king will be his friend. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. The lazy man says, there's a lion outside. I should be slain in the streets. The mouth of an immoral woman is a deep pit. He who is abhorred by the Lord will follow them. Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. He who oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he who gives to the rich shall surely come to poverty. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise and apply your heart to my knowledge. For it is a pleasant thing if you keep them within you. Let them all be fixed upon your lips so that your trust may be in the Lord. I have instructed you today even you have I not written to you excellent things of counsels and knowledge that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth that you may answer words of truth to those who send to you do not rob the poor because he is poor 
nor oppressed the afflicted the gate. For the Lord will plead their claws and plunder the soul of those who plunder him. Make no friendship with angry men. And with a furious man do not go, lest you learn his ways and set a snare for your soul. Do not be one of those who shakes hands in a pledge, one of those who are surety for debts. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should he take away your bed from under you? Do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Do you see a man who assails in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. These being 29 verses of Proverbs 22, all blessed by the reading of the word. Got a message over here from Brother Blake? I do want to come up. I do. All right. Message from Kyle? I'm sorry. Hi, Kai. To God be the glory. All right. So, Psalms, sorry, Proverbs 22. Just got through reading these 29 verses. To God be the glory. Let me look up Brother Blake. All right. So, we're discussing um, Psalms, Psalms 22. I'm sorry. Proverbs 22. To God be the glory. Hey, Brother Blake. To God be the glory. So we see here. Yeah, so we see here. So we see here in Proverbs twenty-two that the first the first um, sixteen verses have to deal with the value of a good name. So it says that a good name is to be chosen rather than great riches. So. What it's trying to say is to be honorable and have honorable conduct that other people can see is more important than the riches you can have, than the, the silver and gold you can collect. That these th are the things that we should value. Because we know riches and stuff can come and go. But a great name, a name that's valued by God, is a great name to be valued. Then in verse 2, we see it talks about what the rich and the poor have in common. The Lord makes them all. So just because you have more money, just because you have more stuff, does not mean that you are better than somebody else. God created you just as he created the poor person. God created that homeless man that you, that you look down every day on. God created, oh Lord, that drunk guy you see in the park. God created that guy who's on drugs. Don't look down on them just for that. Because the Lord created us all. They are caught in their sins just as we're caught in our sins. I just pray that we are looking towards the one who can forgive our sins. Amen. So it says in 3... Um, a prudent man foresees evil and hides himself, but the simple pass on and punish. So that's just showing that when you are following God's path, that he gives us a godly discernment so that we should be able to see things, certain things that we can see before they happen and therefore avoid them. Verse 4, it says, By humility and fear of the Lord are riches and honor and life. 
So it's those things that show us favor. When we are humble and we trust the Lord and we fear the Lord and we respect the Lord. Verse 5 says that thorns and snares are in the way of the perverse. He who guards his soul will be far from them. So it reminds me of Jesus' parable when he talked about seed sowing. That when the seeds were thrown amongst the, thor the thorns, that well, they couldn't grow up good before they got all tangled up. So therefore, keep your soul away from the thorns and the snares of the ways of life that are perverse. Verse 6 is one that's near and dear to this ministry. Us being the next generation youth crusaders. So when we hear this, it say, Train up old child in the way he should go. And when he was old, he was not depart from it. That's why we're encouraging the youth to get in this word. Yes, we know we will fall. But it says a righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. Amen. Who is this? Hey, Blake. Good to see you up there on panel with Brother Forrest. Um, it's a great way to wake up and uh, spend time with the Lord coming on here and being a part of the biblical community. So shout out to you for doing that and to those who are listening. Um, just want to share with you Proverbs 22 6 from my Jesus Bible it um, is basically about training a child right train a child and it states that many Christian parents feel guilty when their children do not turn out right and for some of them it's because of this verse this verse train up a child in the way he should go and when he is old he will not depart from it so parents feel like failures or they feel guilty when their child doesn't do the right things because they think that it has to do with the way that they trained their children. Mm-hmm. And keep going. And the Bible is saying, you know, parents having this type of logic, it seems right. It seems straight, straightforward. If a parent has children who rebel, then that parent must not have raised them right. But... The proverb is not a prophecy or a promise. It's a general principle. Exactly. God will use the discipline and instruction of the parents to start their children off in the way they should go. God is using, using, right, the instruction of the parents. And the child will continue in that path or return to it when they are old. As such, it is a message of hope. So, right, listen to this. It's a message of hope. Even if the child seems to be rebelling from God at any given time, we have to hope that that children will remember what they were taught. They will turn to the word of God and follow his instruction. Amen. That's all we can ask. Yeah, like you said, the Proverbs are general principles. They are not promise, prophecy or promises. But if you follow these ways, you will generally get good results. I can't promise you that you always get the best results. This message of hope, <laughs> this message of hope, again, is <sighs> a general rule. We want the children to take what they've learned and integrate it into their personal walk with God as they age. That's why parents need to give their children to God because they can't 
They can't do what God can do. Fallen sinners can find confidence that through their parenting, even though even though that parenting may seem inadequate and flawed, God God will often use this instruction to point children to the way of life everlasting. He's our shepherd. Parents can only try to send their their children down the right path, but when they give them to God, God is the one who can shepherd them. And parents find their hope in God, and that God is the one who can convict the rebellious and bring them to repentance in His time. We can't do it. God can. Hallelujah. God has the power. Amen to that. Colossus, guess what? I joined wisdom. If you want to join wisdom, too. Amen. To God be the glory. But yes. That's it. Wisdom is. Oh, no, she know, she's heard about wisdom before. She's been here a long time. She knows about wisdom already. I don't know if she ever joined it, though. Did you ever join Wisdom Cool Assist? I think she did one time. I just can't remember. But, like, like we said, we used to prefer over here because we can see who's actually listening in live. You know, like like um, ambassador like to say, people could come on in wisdom and say they were there and then just disappear. Here we know. Oh, you never heard about wisdom, um, Pulisic, or you just never joined it? Well, I know you heard of it, but you just never joined it. Oh, okay. But to God be the glory. If if, if your mission is here, you don't have to be on wisdom. We we just do that as well over there. Hoping that somebody's ears will hear this and not, li and not have itching ears and trying to listen to what the world says. That's our purpose. Amen. So seven says the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is servant to the lender. That's just a general principle. When you're poor, the rich rules over. We see this every day, right here in America. And that when you owe money to the people, you, you you serve those who you owe. Amen? So that's why we shouldn't, on a physical realm, we shouldn't try to be um, owing money because it does put us in a position to be um, in service to others and not in a good way. All right, we got two messages here, one from Positive Time, one from Cool Little Sis. Good morning, everyone. I'm praying everyone's having a blessed morning. Ooh, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm fired up this morning. I'm fired up this morning, y'all. God is moving, God is moving. I'm listening, and I'm listening. I'm ready to listen, and I'm praying y'all do great. God bless everybody. Amen. God bless. All right, Cool Little Sis. I'm only on stereo. That's enough. I'm not on any other app, just stereo. And when it comes to being a part of a biblical community, this is what um, I deem best for me to be right here on stereo. It's working out just fine. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love stereo. I, I do. Um, I don't always like the content on stereo, mm -hmm. but when I come together with my people, my people in this biblical community, all is well. Praise the Lord. All is well. 
Thank you, Cooler Sis. That made my day. Thank you, Cooler Sis. You're my favorite too, Cooler Sis. <laughs> amen, amen. To God be the glory. All right. So eight says, "He who sows iniquity will reap sorrow, and the rod of his anger will fail." We know that when you, when you get caught up into doing evil things, that you are going to reap the consequences of those of those evil things. We see that all throughout the Bible, constantly. In fact, this is actually the whole problem with man. We always sow iniquity. That's why we have to get here in this baby's book and learn another way. Because we ain't, you ain't got to teach a kid how to sin. They'll find a way. But people have to be taught righteousness. Because it doesn't come naturally to us anymore. It did in the beginning. But now we have to work at it. That's why the Bible says we have to work out our own salvation. It doesn't mean that we aren't saved simply by faith, which we are. But to truly be in this this walk, you have to spend some time here. You're not going to get this saying, okay, I read John 3.16, I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled. That's not how this works. You have, to get it, you have to put in some work. Not for the salvation. But for the sanctification. We justify it as soon as we truly believe. Amen. Amen. Alright. It says he who has a generous eye will be blessed. For he gives of his bread to the poor. So we know that's something. When you take care of the poor. We, we know all throughout the Bible. Um, G Jesus talked about taking care of the poor. Whether you do that, he said, when you when you take care of the, whatever you give the poor, you lend to me. Because it's showing that you care, you care more about others than about yourself. Amen. Amen. Cool little sis. Oh, Brother Morris, I love what you just said about not having to teach a child how to sin. Um, you know what? We're born into sin from Adam. That's where it stemmed, right? Adam was the one who um, brought the sin into the world. So there's that seed. We're growing from a seed, the seed of Adam. He had that sinful nature, and so it gets passed on to us. And I heard a pastor saying the other day how his small child, you know, loving, wonderful, beautiful child who he... Built, he did nothing but teach him the right things then all of a sudden that little child would lie about things did you do something no did you take this no and he would steal things and deny it and it's like where did that come from I didn't teach him and so the pastor was saying it comes from the sinful nature that we have my god so that is so true So, so, so true. Amen. So verse 10 says, Cast out the scoffer, and contention will leave, yet strife and reproach will cease. And we see that. If you're in a party of people, and there's always somebody there who's like, Ew! 
Look at them. Oh, they ain't never no good. Uh, don't trust them. Oh, this one. Those people will ruin your spirit. Stay away from those kind of people. Amen? Because those people will throw everything off. You need to be in, in a group of people who are encouraging. Not in pe people who are always scoffing and mocking others. 11 says, he who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be his friend. So this is like the opposite of verse 10. So when you're saying good things from a pure heart, then the king will be his friend. Now here the king is a lowercase king. But I believe it's an uppercase king. That when you do things with a pure heart, now Jesus will be your friend. 12. The eyes of the Lord preserve knowledge, but he overthrows the words of the faithless. We know that. When you do wrong, and you don't show faith, because that's what it is. Sin all comes from a lack of faith. That we feel that God can't provide it, so we have to figure out a way to get it ourselves. Whether through greed, stealing, or whatever other vice that we have. It's because we don't have enough faith. And that's what leads us down the road to sin. So 13 says, the lazy man says, there's a lion outside. I should be slain in the streets. Now this verse, I actually have to read this from another version because... A lot of times I get lost with, with this particular verse. So let me um, actually go to the International Children's Version and read it. I think that helped help um, add some clarity to that particular verse. So it says, okay, the lazy person says there's a line outside I might kill out in the street. So they, all they care about it is they're afraid and they're afraid because they know that they haven't did anything. They haven't made any preparations. Had you prepared, you won't have to worry about the line being out there. You already had your path back home. But instead, you didn't. And now, you have something to fear. 14, of course, talks about, you know, a lot of, well, a lot of the Proverbs, from like um, in the earlier part of the Proverbs, talked about it. The mouth of a war, more woman is a deep pit. He, is, he who is abhorred by the Lord will follow there. We already know that we can't follow the way of that immoral woman. Neither physically a immoral woman or man, and definitely not spiritually, following immorality in general. Because it will lead to a fall. 15 says, Foolishness is bound up in the heart of a child. The rod of correction will drive it far from him. So what does that tell us? Children are naturally foolish. They're going to make mistakes. We must correct them as parents, aunts, nieces, nephews, I mean aunts, uncles, grandparents, friends of the family. We can't let the children do wrong without telling them what's right. Because then that's the opposite of what we said earlier when you don't train up when you train up a child. So in order to keep that child trained up, the child must be corrected. 16, it says, oh, before I go to 16, I got another message. Pull the sis. Hey, Brother Jan, um, 
Blake said that he accidentally hung up and he would like to come back up on panel. And hey, I wanted to talk about Proverbs 15. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it far away. Um, that just goes back to the train a child. You can't be afraid to discipline a child. It's like, how would they know right from wrong if they could just keep doing wrong without any repercussions, consequences, or any attention to what is done wrong? It's inherent in them to do foolish things. And it's not until you tell them that it's wrong, you bring them to God's word, God instructions, that you do help them. Understand that discipline disciplining someone doesn't mean that you're abusing them, that you're violent towards them. You're bringing their attention. Mm -hmm. You're bringing their attention to something that is wrong. And you're not alone. You are not alone in disciplining them and giving them instruction. You take them to God and, and you, you introduce them to God and the love of God. And listen, last night, oh man, what a powerful discussion. Um, to Don, she mentioned how Satan attacks our young. The same way that he's going to attack us where and when we're most vulnerable, right? And so you have to protect children from Satan when they're um, being disobedient, when they're sinning, when they're lying, when they're doing all of those things that are displeasing to God. If you don't do anything about that is going to perpetuate what they're doing. They'll continue down that path and fall right into the grasp and hands of Satan who's there to tempt us. To tempt us. Right? Whoa, this is so powerful. Yes, it is. That's what he's here for, to tempt us. And then once he gets us trapped up, then he accuses us. He says, oh, look what you did. Hey, Blake. I'm glad that you bet. God be the glory. All right, we're still going through the Proverbs. Um, so 16 says, He who oppresses the poor to increase his riches, and he gives to the rich sure to come to poverty. This is something that America definitely hasn't heard. Because we love to oppress the poor here in America. And we love to sponsor oppression of the poor across the world. And we love to make sure the rich stay richer and the poor stay poor. But unfortunately for them, they don't understand. When you do that, you end up with a form of poverty. It's not always a physical poverty, but sometimes, but what you experience instead is a spiritual poverty. And that's why we're seeing so much hate that we see in the world because so many people are being oppressed. And when you're oppressed so long, your natural tendency is to lash out. And that lashing out becomes things like terrorism. Becomes things like hate crimes. So we need to be more careful. As humans. As individuals. And as, and, and as different groups. To, f to understand this spiritual principle. And. Verse 17 says. Incline your ear and hear the words of the wise. By your heart to knowledge. So actually 17 to 21 are our statements. So it's, talk, it's letting you know that if you listen to the words of the wise and apply them and have them fixed upon your lips, 
then it shows that you have trust in the Lord. And when you actually listen to that instruction that was given to you. And 21 even says, it says that I may make you know the certainty of the words of truth, that you may answer words of truth to those who, who sent to you. So it's all about walking in the truth. So 22 and 23, again, talk about the poor. It says, do not rob the poor because he is poor, nor oppress the afflicted at the gate. For the Lord will plead their cause and plunder the soul of those who plunder them. That's going right back to what I was saying earlier about when you mess with the poor. Yeah, you might think you're doing something good and having some money in your pocket by doing something bad to somebody, but what it does is it you're stealing from your own soul when you steal from the poor. Got another message here? Positive time. Amen, Khalil says. You're right, the devil attacks everybody. And I've been thinking about later. The devil tried, the devil don't care who you are, he's gonna come to attack you. You would think like, hey, okay, I, I can't get this person. Let me go to this person. The, the devil don't stop anything. He try to attack everybody at the end of the day. Even little kids. But let's talk about the grace of God that he don't get the devil full power. I mean full power of everything he can do. Let's thank God for that that he blessed us with grace and protecting an opportunity that he give us the crown of life and strength. Oh, amen. Thank you, Lord God, that he gives us that protection. Thank you, God. To God be the glory to that. Amen. Mama B, thank you for joining us. To God be the glory. Hey, Mama B. Mm -hmm. So, again, I was talking about how this... When you rob, when you rob the poor and treat the poor bad, you, it's going to cause a spiritual debt in your life, and it, it'll make it so that you can't even enjoy those things that you took from them or took from others, because your soul is going to be in such a position that you can't enjoy it. That's why you see so many people who are rich yet don't have any kind of peace in their lives. Because they spent all their lives trying to get stuff, all their lives beating down on people that were less fortunate than them, and now their souls are empty. Hey, I don't make the rules, I'm just telling you the truth. But 24 and 25 talk about staying away from the angry person. Because if you learn his ways, it will set a snare for your soul. So when you're around angry people, you can't be around angry people. Because they will make you angry like them. We know that um, that bad company leads to bad, to poor behavior. You can't constantly stay around the people that you don't want to be like. Otherwise, you will be like them. I don't care who it is. And that's positive in a negative way. You can't, like, if you're a person that don't know the truth and you stay around people who know the truth, eventually you will learn the truth. But likewise, if you're a person that knows the truth, but you're constantly hanging around the wrong people, eventually you're going to end up falling for a lie. Then 26 and 27, um, 
tells us not to be taking vows again. Because when you take a vow and somebody owe and now you that puts you in debt to somebody. And therefore you owe them and therefore they can take from you. Um, we see that in a physical way when we take out loans. We see that in a spiritual way when we say we're going to do something. Well, until you do it, you owe that person. That's why Paul said, don't, don't even vow things to God. Just say yay or nay. Because anything that you vow, spiritually, you owe that. And 28 says, do not remove the ancient landmark which your fathers have set. Um, for them back then, it was actually, during different times in Israel's history, they would put up different landmarks whether it's um, different altars or like the stones when they cross the Red Sea. Um, but these are things that, it, that they use to keep remembrance of what God has done. So in this case, it's a way, don't remove the landmark so that you understand that you need to remember what God has done for you and done for your ancestors to, to even get you in the position you are in today. And then with verse 29, it says, Do you see a man who excels in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before unknown men. So when you're going, when you're doing things and you're a sale, you know you're, you want to be in front of people that are considered powerful and power or whatever. So the same thing. When you are not known then people don't want to see you. now we're going to take it a little further when you let's say in this case let's make a selling at work is walking this godly path out that when you are selling doing the work of the Lord then you get to stand before him instead of standing before the unknown what we don't know the sinners. We want our works to be good works. Works that God can appreciate. We want to store up our treasures in heaven and not here on earth. Amen. If anybody else has anything they want to say about Proverbs 22, you're more than welcome to do so. Um, how are you doing, Brother Blake? What's on your mind? I think that was powerful about what you just read. I think that was powerful. Amen. Amen. All of the word of God is powerful. To God be the glory. And that's why we have to get in every single day. It can rub off on me. Every single day. Alright. I see I'm up to, we're up to 19 over here on Wisdom. Yeah. Patrick Dems, Dr. Robert James Goodman, Casey Blaze, Darlene Anderson, Salty Coffee, Zen Master L, Brother Plater, Joshua Allen, Spinning George has followed you, Mary Kay, T Drake, Tiffany Rose, Chuck, Jai, Mr. Two Extra, Daniel Spagel, Cheryl Kendrick, Real Conversations, and Emir Ali. Emir Ali. Over here on Wisdom, I mean on Stereo, it's me and, and Blake on the platform. We got cool little sis, Mama B, Positive Time, 
Nor J in Hawaiian in the audience. To God be the glory. Got a message here from Cool Assist. Keeping people out that these people are legal. I don't. There's no to me. There's no such thing as a legal person. Yes, they might have came here by another way, but guess what? There's nothing legal that most of the land that was taken here in this world was not attained legally. It was attained by force. So I I I, I dare not say that anybody is ever illegal because they are not. They are children of God. And we need to be treated as such. Because the Bible talks so much about what happens when you mistreat strangers. That's one of the reasons why Sodom and Gomorrah no longer exist. Not just for the homosexuality, although that was part of it. But also for treating strangers bad. Go ahead, Brother Blake. Hey, cool, this is Next week, I was thinking about me used to do a podcast on Proverbs 22. And maybe we should invite um hey brother Moss, would you like that if me you Kulusis their podcast on Pop Up Strong Two? Me you me Kulusis and you? Um no, I have to see my my um time because I during the week I have a lot of things that tie me up at, in the evening time. 
I have three. I have three Bible studies. Two for men and one and one the general church one. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I'm always tied up. What about Tuesdays? Uh, we'll see. Okay, yeah, cool assist. And let's not forget about the prisoners. A lot of people who are in prison are in there because they have mental health issues. And the prisons aren't giving them the health care, the mental health care that they need, the treatment that they need. Prisons are an institution for slavery. Right? So people do wrong things or bad things, and some of them end up in prison. Not all of them do. A lot of them are walking out here with us. They didn't get caught, right? But, and there are some people in prison who shouldn't be there. A lot of the people in there, they have mental health issues. They don't know how to cope in this world. So what are we doing for them? Are we really taking care of them? Someone said that the way that you can tell um, a community is good or bad is when you by looking at their prison systems. Mm. I can't argue that. I'll also say you can always tell a community by how they treat the worst people. Look at the worst people in the community. If the worst people in the community are doing bad, then that community is not good. Um, we see that in other countries outside of America, they, their homeless populations are much less than ours. So it's just something we need to think about. That We spend a lot of time, like going back to the Proverbs 22, doing, um, dealing with um, helping out the rich people. You know, we've had like, oh, let's give the rich people a tax break. They'll stimulate the economy. No, it don't stimulate the economy. It stimulates their pockets. And you want it because one day you hope to be rich and you want your pocket to be stimulated the same way. That's greed, and that's robbing from the poor, and your soul will be plundered. That's a promise on that. I'm sorry, sis. My brother-in-law, he just became sheriff of all of the jails within our county, and the first thing that I asked him is, hey, is there a way that I can get in there and do prison ministry? It's really needed. It's really, really needed, you guys. Yeah. Amen. I agree with you on that. So, we all the prison ministries we can get. Amen. I got cool assist again. Yeah. yeah. That's a wonderful point. In other countries, uh, cultures, they take better care of the least. And when the United States is the most flourishing, how is it that our people are doing the worst? Our people who can fall into that least category. It's because of greed. It's because of inattention. It's because of a lack of loving kindness and awareness. Um, <laughs> how is it that we're in the greatest country, but our least are suffering the most? Mm, very true. Positive time. Man, it's sad. It really is sad because I seen stuff about prisons that will blow your mind. A lot of you prisoners, you can go to prison and get treated horribly. I'm not just talking about being bites or anything like that. I mean, real, real touchy 
real stuff that is terrible. Like, the way they treat these prisoners is horrible, man. Different prisoners, different prisoners around this earth. And I get that the prisoners done the bad thing, but the way that they get punished, cruel. And I believe in people changing. I pray people change, but the way they get treated is unbelievable. I'm praying for them. You ain't lying about that from positive time. It really is bad. Amen, cool little sis. And actually, they have something like that. I learned that some people go to the church uh, prisons to do that. But I guess it's not enough. We need more people out there to do it. Because I heard doors don't have pastors for ministers to go to church and uh, go to prisons and help the people. But it needed more. It really didn't be needed more. I agree with you. Go ahead, Brother Blake. Hey, cool, Susie, love, leave a comment on the podcast. Let me know if you can do Proverbs 22 with me, you, and Brother Jab, the Don, and Shea Butter, and Storm Buddy. If I were to do that, I wouldn't do it just as um, Proverbs 22 in general. I'd be more specific about it, um, what we're talking about right now and how we treat those who are less fortunate. Yeah. So make it a little more focused. Although the other parts do go to it though. But the fact that we treat people who are less fortunate so bad is why we see a lot of things we see in this country and in this world. We don't treat people with basic human respect that the Bible taught us to treat teach I mean treat people like if you go into even to the old law it talks about how you treat strangers like it was considered really bad in those cultures if you like you stopped off something somebody would stop stop in your town and you didn't give them a place to stay that was considered really 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 bad business and people would look down on you
the gates of heaven. So we just want to say thank you, Lord, that we love you and that we glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, Silson. Hey, Blake. Um, thank you so much for the invitation. So it looks like Brother Jab has Proverbs 22 well taken care of for this morning segment. Perhaps we can do one for the evening segment with some of the people that you've mentioned. What I will suggest to you, and I hope you're okay with this, when you receive your Proverbs Bible, Braille Bible, let's schedule something then so that you can do some reading. So let's put this on hold until you get your Proverbs Braille Bible. When you get it, let's go ahead and get something set up for the evening. Um, I hope you are okay with this. Let me know what your thoughts are. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I don't mind waiting. Um, to God be the glory. Maybe next week. Oh. Um, um, for now. Yeah, for you haven't got your Proverbs, uh, Real Bible, have you? Not yet. Alright. Is it in the middle yet, or you don't know, or you're just waiting? I'm just waiting. Alright, so when it comes, then you and Cool, that's what she's saying. You you and Cool, you and her can schedule something together then. That way you can. Because it'll give you a chance to get it and then actually to read it. So, and then ask the Lord for understanding. That way, when you come on, you can um, help bring something. And you'll be able to feed as well as being fed. Amen? Amen. All right, so before we go, let me just do a quick um, roll call. We got over on Wisdoms, Krista Mia Topics with Matt, Salty Coffee, Dr. Robert James Goodman, Patrick Dems, Casey Blaze, Darlene Anderson, Zen Master, L, Brother Prater, Joshua Allen, Spin and Joy, Mary Kay, T. Drake, Tiffany Rose, Chuck, Jai, Mr. Two Extra, Daniel Speller, Shara Kendrick, Real Conversations, and Amir Ali. Over here on stereo, got me and Blake on the panel, and all these got um, Cool Assist, Mama B, Positive Time, Hawaiian, Nor J, and um, um, Metacosis. I mean, at Metacosmos. Amen. To God be the glory. Alright, so before we leave, um, let us go to Psalms 19.14. And this will be our benediction. Let the words of our mouth and meditation of our heart be accepted in thy sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. To God be the glory. I pray to see you all tomorrow morning. Hopefully I can start on time, but if not, we actually don't have service until to four o'clock anyway tomorrow. So we'll be in good shape, um, most likely. I, don't, I probably won't do training for service um, in church, but I'll find out from my pastor today. But anyway, I love you all, and I pray to see you all tomorrow. May God continue to bless you.